I'm coming up a bit earlier today because I would have to end the call at about 6.45 because I have to um, be off for a meeting that I'm having this morning, um, a service that I'm taking this morning. So can we all just begin to pray? Um, let's pray in the Holy Ghost and trust the Lord that he's going to speak to us clearly and categorically. Uh, before we go on, you know, I got so many testimonies about the things that God did um, in the lives of people yesterday. And, you know, just um, when God gave us some direct orders and God gave us some instructions, he gave people specific instructions on what they should do, what they should not do, um, things to repaint and th from or off, um, you know, directions for the next season, um, you know, different kinds of engagement, reconciliation, and all those things that were meant to happen in their lives. And we bless God for that, that we are grateful for that, um, that the Spirit of God will, will remember us and that the Spirit of God will, um, would, you know, choose to meet with us um, in such a powerful way. So, Father, we thank you. We thank you. We bless you, O oh God. Um, can we just begin by blessing the name of the Lord this morning and just say, Father, thank you um, for all the awesome things that you've been doing in us, with us, through us um, in the season of prayer. And God, we are grateful um, that you have even given us the revelation of the fact that, you know, we have not completed the journey, that we have not completely unburdened before you, O oh God. Father, that you will bring us to the point of recognition and you will give us the strength and the courage and the capacity to keep pushing. Oh, Lord God, we give you all the praise. Lord, we thank you. Oh, Mashanda Vekeiro Sumbra Inge Dila Fasikata, Roman Dende Kutaba, Hashegra Undu Varaninska, Karama Dumbra Inge Treve Kelende Vra Undusku Papale Dishkata, Rabakore Masanda Valade Karuskata Valinda Branda Kesende, Shambra Gonde Velikro Usku Papaye Katu Vekeletisa. Lord, we are grateful. Lord, we are grateful. Mama Shandekre Indus. For the things, oh God, that you have established in our lives in the season of prayer, in for the things that you are yet establishing in us, oh God, through the season. Umba shanda vakera na mazoda vali. Robaka zovra inge dilamanto saprahandeka. Sovra ne mashumbra inge difa sufele ne metiska. Tabale, 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 tabale. Roba baba baba bashambra gadele Come on, just begin to pray in the Holy Ghost this morning. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Manda Baraka Seta. Robashanda Kafela Namronda Skeletefekehe. I thank you, oh God, for my life. I thank you, oh God, for the entirety of my being. I thank you, Jesus. Maronoma Shangre Indofeskepala Dosha Kapala Tela. Oh Marange Zelevele Berenemento Nobosotaba. I thank you, Jesus, because you are the length and you are the breath of my salvation. I thank you, Jesus, for you are the keeper of my life and the guardian of my destiny. I exalt you, O God. Be lifted up, O God. Be lifted up. Be lifted up. Be lifted up far above, O God. Every other circumstance in my life, far above, O God. Every other trial, far above, oh God. Every other tribulation. Oh, I bless you, Jesus, the 
author and the finisher of my faith. That you have daily led me on the path of righteousness. That you have daily led me on the path of consecration. That you have daily kept me, oh God, in step with your will. Father, I bless you. I see you, oh God. I see you, oh God. We see you in the midst of us, Jesus. Come on this morning. Begin to articulate the goodness of God towards you. Begin to articulate the goodness of God towards you. Your lips must never cease to praise God, but your lips must never cease to bless God. Your heart must continually be in the place of praise, be in the place of worship, be in the place of adoring God for the things that he has done for who he is. Jesus, the master of my life, Jesus, the master of the universe, Jesus, the God of the heavens and the earth, Makuba Shataka, Kela, 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 Baba, 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 Shegro Godobo Sanda. For you are God from beginning to the end. There's no place for arguments. You are God all by yourself. You are God from beginning to the end. There's no place for arguments. You are God all by yourself. For you hold times and seasons in your hands. You call for light out of darkness. You don't need a man to be the God you are. But you have chosen to call us your own. And you are God. From beginning to the end, there's no place for argument. You are God all by yourself. You are God from beginning to the end. There's no place for arguments. You are God all by yourself. You see, if you can believe the statements of this song, then salvation or the idea or the concept or the blessings of salvation will become easy to you. It will rest on you. You will work in a greater measure of strength, in a greater measure of power, in a greater measure of authority, in a greater measure of dominance. If you will believe the words of this song, Father, we thank you. Father, we bless you. For every time 
that we lift our voices to speak about who you are, to speak about the things that you have done, to speak about your power at work towards us. Father, every time we do that, Lord, we change the atmosphere around our lives. We change the atmosphere around our spirits. We change, oh God, the circumstances and the conversations that surround our lives. Father, we thank you and we bless you for the things that you are doing in the season, for the things that you are doing in the month of May, for the doors that you are opening, for the revelation, oh God, that you are unleashing over us and over the earth. God, we thank you for the places inside of us, oh God, that you are opening for the wells in our spirits, for the wells in our souls that you are digging, oh God. Father, I thank you because you are opening us up, oh God, and you are showing us, Father, the various dimensions of the operation of your will and your blessedness towards us. Baba, we are here for it. Baba, we are positioned and we are postured right under the reign of the revelation, oh God, of your glorious inheritance that is in us. Baba, we stand confident knowing that the things that you have established in us, oh God, you are faithful to complete it. Our God, we enroll once again this morning in the journey, in the journey of being your son. We enroll once again in the unveiling of the will of you who is God inside of us. Baba, we thank you for the glorious inheritance and the things that you have hidden inside of us. My God, we are here for an unveiling. My God, we are here for an opening. My God, we are here for a showing forth. Janda Barakeso, Shanda Barakeso, Jokarabasheto, Londe Krehiso Kotolada Bahaya. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name. You know, um, this morning, I would want us to, to build up ourselves in the knowledge of God. Like I said, that if you can believe, the words of that song, then everything in Christianity will become easy to you. The reason why many believers do not walk in power is not because power is not made available. It is because they have received salvation or the measure of faith that they have expressed ended at the point where they received Jesus as their Lord and Savior. That was the last time that they walked in a measure of faith. That was the last time that they entered into a measure of the promise of God. After that time, they have not been able to break past salvation. So they receive Jesus. They are in the kingdom, but they are still struggling with many things as though they are not in the kingdom. This is where the Bible says, a hair differed not from a servant as long as he remained a child. That means it is possible to have a 
That means it is possible to have someone who is a heir in the kingdom of God, who is who should be a recipient of the glory and the grace and the power of God's throne. But yet he is laboring under curses, but yet he's laboring under slavery, but yet he's laboring under all kinds of things. Why? Because a heir is not different from a servant as long as he remains a child. What is the difference between a child and an adult? A child is one who can be lied to. A child can walk into the room and you will say to him, hey, baby, tomorrow we are going to, uh, or tonight we'll be sleeping in America. And this is 8 a.m., 8 p.m. And the child's like, mommy, really? I'm like, yeah, sure. Are you ready to go to America? And he's like, yes. And you grab your bag, grab your bag. And then you take the child to the guest room. And maybe you've done up the guest room. You put some balloons. You put, you know, some fancy stuff everywhere. And you're like, welcome to America. And the child is like, yeah, mommy. You can do that to a three-year-old. You can do that to a four-year-old. But if I told my nine-year-old, tonight we're sleeping in America, he said to me, uh, mommy, how is that going to happen? Don't we have to get to the airport? Um, don't we have to fly at least 12 hours? Don't we have to? Maybe it's impossible. He will start to argue with me. Why? Because he's no longer a child on that level. There is a kind of lie I can tell to him at this stage that he will believe because he has not experienced, he has not known, he has not understood the dynamics around how um, that particular event can function or can be birthed. So it is possible for me to lie to him. Now, it says a heir, somebody who has the inheritance of God, is not different from a servant as long as he remains a child. That means a servant, and a sorry, mute your mics, please. That means a servant is someone who cannot enter into the realities of the master. A servant is not necessarily a child. A servant is not someone who does not know because most servants are adults, most servants are older, most servants understand reality. But the thing about a servant is that a servant does not have access. So a servant may know, but he cannot access. A child does not know, so he does not have access. So what makes a servant and a child common is the question of access. Access. So, but what the, the limitation of the child is the fact that he does not know, but the limitation of the servant is that he does not have inheritance in the master. I'm saying to us today, because if we can believe that statement, you are God from beginning to the end. There's no place for argument. You are God all by yourself. If you believe the words of that song, it will completely change what you know that you can have in God and what you know that God can do for you. He's God. No one schooled him on creation. No one commanded him on the length and breadth of the earth. No one administrated for him every single thing that he has done. No one teaches him how to rule and how to dominate. He is God. Even the concept of idea, of knowledge, even the concept of dominion, even the concept of leadership and rulership, it all has come from him. He is God. If you can believe the totality and the finality of God, then you can believe everything that God says to you. So when God tells you, I have given you power 
you know that you are powerful. There is no doubt in your mind. There is no question in your mind. Why? Because God has said it. The problem with many of us is not a problem of sin. It's not a problem of lack. It's not a problem of you know people talking about you or hating or you or not supporting you. It is a problem on the about the reality of God, the totality and the finality of God. Every battle that has been fought on this earth was not a battle of whether he is God or he's not God. There were mostly battles around his creation. There were mostly battles around the things that have proceeded from him. You cannot contend against the fact that he is God. Evil Satan, what was he trying to do? He was trying to create a pseudo government because he said, perhaps I will ascend and I will be like God and I will talk like God and I will rule like God. He was trying to raise another throne for himself because he knew he could not be God, but he wanted to be like God. So if Satan knows that you cannot take God away from being God, you cannot, if he ceased to be God, all of creation will collapse into itself. All of creation will cease to exist. All of creation will melt like wax if he stopped being God. Satan understands it. Satan understands the fact that every single thing that he is even fighting for and he wants exists upon the fact that God is authority. He's the substance that holds all of creation together. This morning, we worship him as God. This morning, we recognize his lordship. This morning, we recognize the finality of him. This morning, we recognize that he is the eternal well of revelation and knowledge. This morning, we praise him in our lives. This morning, we praise him in the lives of our children. This morning, we praise him in our businesses and ministries. This morning, we praise him as God around us. This morning, I want you to lift up your voice. Let articulation come out of you. Begin to speak about the fact that he is God. Begin to speak about what it means for him to be God in the midst of your marriage, what it means for him to be Lord in the midst of your union. Your marriage ceases to have any relevance or even have any purpose or even exist if God is not God because the idea of two becoming one is founded and rooted in him and even founded and rooted in the idea of Trinity. So if you were to dissolve his Godhood, then you would dissolve your marriage. If you were to dissolve the fact that he is God, then you will dissolve the fact that you can have children because the idea of birthing and replication of self came from him when he created man in his image and in his likeness. He showed us that it is possible to replicate yourself. And so if you dissolve the fact that he is God and his nature as God, then you dissolve the fact that you are the father of your children or the mother of your children. Everything is hinged upon him as God. Everything is hinged upon the fact that he is Lord and he is master and he is king. This morning begin to glorify God in the midst 
of you. This morning, begin to glorify God in the midst of your ministry. This morning, begin to glorify God in the midst of your nature, in the midst of your personality, in the midst of your calling. It is the confidence of him being God that is what gives us confidence. It is the confidence of him being God that is what makes us know that we can win the battles of life. We can win the affairs of life. It is the confidence of him being God. That is how come we know that we cannot be sabotaged and our destinies cannot be sabotaged by hell and darkness because we are founded and we are rooted upon God. We are founded and we are rooted upon the knowledge of the fact that he is ultimate. Jehovah, we worship you. Jehovah, Malekuzalabatata. Let the heavens and the earth glorify your name. Let the nation shout your praise. Let the generations of the earth sing of the goodness of God. For you are great and you are greatly to be praised. Let the knowledge of him be woven into your spirit this morning. Let the knowledge of him be woven into your soul this morning. Let the knowledge of him be woven into your mind and your body. Let the cells in your body respond to the fact that he is God. Let the cells in your body, let your organs respond to the fact that a master who does not make mistakes has created you. Let your blood know that he is God. Let your eyes know that he is God. Let your legs know that he is God. Let your kidneys and liver know that he is God. Let all that is within you praise him and glorify him as God. If the organs and the cells in your body recognize the fact that he is God, then they cannot be weak because they know that they are powered by the eternal force that holds all things together. Come on! Speak about him being God. Speak about it to yourself. Speak about it to your soul. Speak about it to your mind. Let everything that is within you recognize that he is God. Let your mind break about a limited version of him, a limited explanation of him. Let your mind break out of it. Come on, elevate your sight. Elevate your understanding this morning. He go back on back shanda Jesus kalu to lulu sukubala ketelinda in granda dalaba koshoko palaka deke sekete master of the universe mando koreba kashata reketele ketelukurama sande kurama shanda ragade rogoda ragade rogoda ikondo balakasikatala irrespective of how we navigate in this life we always arrive at God Inject yourself, inject your soul with the knowledge of God. It does not matter what oppressed you in the night. It does not matter what fought against you last night. It does not matter the dream that you have. I am telling you this morning that if you can rise up in the knowledge of him being God, Leduma Kaza, Zagaze Gedila Dadadako, Shangre Gadu, Baba Tekita Kutula, Baba Baba Sanda, Arabakajole Belebo Shandabala, La Koska, La Koska. Let the knowledge of God 
Let it fill this prayer meeting. Let the knowledge of God, let it permeate into our homes. Let the knowledge of God, let it permeate into our souls. Let the knowledge of God, let it permeate into our minds. Let the knowledge of God, let it fill our homes. Let the knowledge of God, let it fill our children. Let the knowledge of God, let it fill your Bible study. Let the knowledge of God, let it fill your prayer chamber. Let the knowledge of God, let it fill your mind this morning. Let the knowledge of God, let it explode in your soul this morning. It is not mental willpower that delivers a man. It is the knowledge in the mind of a man that there is one who is ultimate and the ultimate one dwells in him. You cannot will yourself into power. You must know the one that is all powerful and receive the access that the all powerful one has given to you. This is how you become powerful in yourself. The same way that my laptop, irrespective of all that it can do, is powerless unless I connect it to a power socket. My laptop is powerless. It does not matter the amount of apps on it. It does not matter the amount of things I can do with it. It does not matter how much knowledge I have about what a laptop can do. But my laptop is powerless except I connect its power cable to the source, to the one who is able to give it power. God is what makes everything inside of you relevant. The knowledge of God is what makes everything inside of you powerful. Your connection to God is what makes you the man you are supposed to be. I am not talking about your attendance of church. I am not talking about the amount of pastors you have on speed dial. I'm not talking about the amount of times you say it is well and God bless you. I am speaking about the fortification that comes from the knowledge of God. I am speaking about your revelation of the beginning and the creation and the engagement of humanity through times and seasons. I am talking about your capacity to see God in the midst of Ruth, to see God in the midst of Judges, to see God in the midst of Nahum and Nehemiah and Genesis and Matthew and Luke and Revelation. Your ability to see the journey of God within humanity. To know him is to be powerful. To submit to him is to have authority. Yes, Lord. I hope somebody is praying. I hope you are massaging the knowledge of God into your spirit this morning. Master of the universe, Lord and King is he. Creator of the galaxies, sustainer of all things. 
Master of the universe, Lord and King is he. Creator of the galaxies, sustainer of all things, who compares to you? Who is like our God? We proclaim Jehovah. You alone are God who compares to you. Who is like our God? We proclaim Jehovah. You alone are God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lamb. Yes, God, you are the master of the universe. You are the master of all creation because you are all powerful. That is why we are powerful. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. People of God, this morning there is an awakening that the Lord God Almighty is calling for, with, for within us. Um, I say this to you because if you hear that, um, say, I don't know, let me, let, me, let me look for who is maybe rich in Nigeria or just an average person. Or me, if you hear that, oh, P.I. is gone today and she left an inheritance for you. There are many things you can imagine, but I'm sure you, you may not imagine a billion dollars because you will think, huh, if she had a billion dollars, you probably would have known while I was here or alive as it were. So if you hear I left an inheritance for you, some people will most likely think, oh, Maybe it's a rod, maybe it's a mantle, maybe it's her Bible, maybe it's some of her journals, you know. Yeah, it could be money, but you would never imagine a billion dollars. But if you hear that, say, Bill Gates is dead, or Mark Zuckerberg, or Tesla, um, what's his name, the owner of Tesla cars, you hear he's dead, and they say to you, oh, he left something for you. Elon Musk, for example. I'm sure you will most likely think, oh, not even something for you, or you hear that they discovered that you guys are brothers, or that he's your father, and you hear that his last act, saying that he could not spend time with you, is that he left an inheritance for you to make up for the days he was missing. I'm sure that you will imagine that last, last, at least one M dollars will reach your account, at the least. Why? It is the knowledge of who he is that tells you the weightiness of the inheritance that he has given to you. But that is even different. If he says that he has an inheritance for you, it is even different from if he says, if you hear that Musk says that his inheritance is you. From that day, the way you wake up in the morning, you will look at yourself differently in the mirror. When you wake up in the morning, even if they had told you several times when you went for, you know, to test your IQ, to test your this, even if they told you several times, you know, you are just below the line, 
of people who have sense. You don't even, let's forget about genius mark. Let's just enter into the simple understanding of humanity. You don't even cross that line. If they have told you that 10 times, but somebody as great as that, somebody as intelligent as that, somebody as knowledgeable as that says to you that his inheritance is in you and sends guards to guard you automatically, the way you evaluate yourself and the way you evaluate what you know and what you carry, it changes. Why? Because of who says they have an inheritance in you. In Ephesians 1, the scripture we have been reading, it began to speak about the fact that the glorious his glorious inheritance in all the saints, that means God has a glorious inheritance that is in you. It must automatically change the way you see yourself. It must automatically change the way you evaluate your life. It must automatically change what you know as your value. That is why when I see believers these days still stuck in the place of, you know, I, I don't really know if I can. I don't really know if I am the one that God wants to use. I don't really know if I'm bringing anything to the table. I'm like, listen, when it comes to you and when it comes to God, there's no table. There's no table that can even accommodate the fullness of what God wants to do. Is the table a church? Is the table a denomination? Is the table even an era of the earth? There is no table that can accommodate the fullness of God that is resident inside of you, except the table of the Lord. Only God can set a table where they can put you on it and talk about who you are, what you carry. The earth cannot accommodate what it does not understand. Humanity cannot carry what it does not know. There are things inside of you and places inside of you that if God were to open it up, the earth cannot accommodate it. So you don't know if you can bring anything to the table. The table is the one that should be afraid of what you are giving to it. The table is the one that should try to adjust itself and fortify itself so that it can carry the little measure that you are giving to it. For don't you know that an error is coming when you will sit in the heavens with God and you will judge principalities, you will judge angels, you will judge them alongside God. For don't you understand that an error is coming that when all creation is looking for knowledge and trying to understand what to do and what God would do if it were Him in the situation, they will come to you and ask you, What is the will of the Father? So there is nothing like, I don't know if I'm the one or I don't know if I can. You are absolutely the one because outside of your knowledge of what God has given to you or who God is, you cannot rightly evaluate who you are. This morning, the spirit of God is calling for a re-evaluation. This morning, the spirit of God is calling for an enlightenment. This morning, the spirit of God is asking us to awaken to who we are. I pray that as a Lord God Almighty begins to engage to awaken in the name of the Lord. 
elevation of sight, an elevation of vision, an elevation of understanding, an elevation in wisdom, an elevation in grace, an elevation in revelation in the name of our Lord Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You know, um, there, is a, there is a scripture that, uh, that keeps playing on my mind uh, or in my head. And when I woke up this morning, as I was just communing with the Lord before prayer, before the call, there was one thing I thought that God would have us do. But then God kept giving me a picture of Joshua. And the picture of Joshua uh, making various transitions in his life. Joshua transiting um, from being the guy that, you know, used to follow Moses around, the guy that used to just um, sit at the foot of the mountain and wait for Moses to come, the guy who was, there was no law, there was no, um, there was no set way, there was no set order for engaging this powerful mountain that was burning with fire and smoke and brimstone and all of that, there was nothing that was said as to how to engage it. Joshua just knew that, look, as long as Moses is going there, I want to be I want to be part of whatever Moses is doing. I want to be able to engage this same mountain the way Moses is engaging it. So Joshua would just carry himself and sit there and wait for Moses. Joshua was just a guy who was a number two man. He wasn't even number two self. Not, not necessarily so. It was Aaron that was number two. He was just a guy there, somewhere in the background with hunger, with desire. Somebody who was willing to give up anything to be able to engage God in the same manner. And then you see this guy moving from um, a lack of confidence. You see him moving from, I'm not sure who I am. I'm not sure what God can do in me and through me. And he moves from that into becoming someone who receives the word of the Lord concerning the fact that he's going to be the next ruler over Israel. And even when the word of the Lord came to Joshua, he did not necessarily receive all the confidence that he needed in that day. But you see Joshua making that transition from being um, a guy that was just somewhere in the background into becoming someone that Moses had picked and, and, and called forth in the midst of the crowd, but yet he still did not have the confidence. Then the word of the Lord came to him. And then you see Joshua getting up and then you see Joshua leading the people. And then you see Joshua at Gilgal, giving them instructions, telling them all the things that the Lord will have them do, all the ways that the Lord will have them be. And then you see Joshua growing into becoming man of battle. Joshua leading them from victory to victory, beginning from Jericho, and he began to fight different battles. You see the same Joshua commanding the sun to stand still and the night not to come until he has won this battle and attained victory for God. How did he move from being a, a young guy who was just sitting at the feet of Moses into becoming the man? that is now commanding the heavens and is now engaging with God as the leader over the children of Israel. I believe strongly in my spirit that the Lord God Almighty this morning is calling for a transition in his sons. The Lord God Almighty this morning 
is calling you out of the place of weakness, calling you out of the place of lethargy, calling you out of the place of confusion, calling you out of the place of doubt. And the spirit of God is calling you into the place where you know who God is and you know who you are and you are able to make the necessary transitions with him. I want you to pray this morning because you see, if you have a child that does not grow, that means that child is defective. If you have a child that does not move for being a baby who when he wants something, when he desires something, and does not grow into the point where he's able to articulate his needs, that there is something wrong with that child. If you have a child who does not grow and somehow, someday is able to speak clearly to you, at some point is able to speak clearly to people and interact with the world, and there is a hope in you that in the day you grow old, this child can bear your burdens and can continue the journey you started. If there is, if there is no show that that child is able to make that transition in life, then that child is defective. How can it then be that you have known the Lord for 15 years? You have known the Lord for 20 years. You have known the Lord for 10 years, five years, two years. And you are still standing right where you used to be 15 years ago. How can it then be that you have known the Lord for so long and yet you are still operating on the same level of power, yet you are still engaging scriptures on the same level, yet your mind is still engaging the reality of God on the same level. There is something wrong with that picture. This morning, I need you to pray. And I need you to ask of the Lord that God will give you the capacity to transition inside of him. Ask of the Lord that this morning, let there be a breaking of whatever holds you bound and makes you want to be normal as a believer. There is no believer that is normal. There is no Christian that is normal. There is no normal pathway for you. It is the path that God has chosen for you that is your path. And it may not look like the path of anybody else. This morning, I need you to ask the Lord for courage. I need you to ask the Lord for strength. I need you to ask the Lord for revelation of who you are and ask the Lord that let that thing that makes you stagnant, let it be broken this morning in the name of Jesus. Let it be broken this morning by the power of the Holy Spirit. Let it be broken this morning. Ask the Lord that you will make the necessary transition. Ask the Lord that you will have the capacity to be able to break out and to be able to break forth. Ask the Lord that this morning he will give you the wisdom, the wisdom, the wisdom to enter into every single thing he has called you to do. Ask the Lord that he will cause you to have the facilitation of the Holy Ghost, that you will become a person that is able, able to, to exert your authority and to be able to bring the strength of the nature of God inside of you into destiny. Pray, pray. Let that cycle break. Let that season end. Enter into the place of manifestation. Enter into the place of growth. Enter into the place of increase. Enter into the place of manifesting power this morning. Karuze de lebekele bashada. Kepo sakira barusa kepaladi. Alaba baba bashandre gedila kosopa. Livolo boshada kapasute kapasute kalava desukubarahaja. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You know, when you look through the Bible, you consistently see people like Samson who were bought by prophecy. 
You see people like David, <coughs> who came about by the anointing of the nation. You see people um, in scriptures like Gideon, who had an encounter with an angel, and he just knew that, okay, I have been called. You see the transformation in the lives of these people. Listen, guys, this body that is a strong <coughs> body in the heart of God for the awakening of his sons. Such a strong body in the heart of God for his children to arise in knowledge and power, to begin to manifest. We don't have that time. We don't have that time. Sometimes people look at me and they say, ah, Pierre, how are you doing? Ah, Pierre, ah, man, all the things today, I hear you. Are there. Listen, it's not because I'm mad. I'm not a craze. I am not a busybody by nature. I am actually a person that if I were left to myself, nobody would know me. Nobody would know my business. I'm not even someone that knows how to, I'm not, I'm even um, weak at keeping up with relationships. I'm not that person that you are sure that, ah, before the next two days, PI would have called me. Ah, no, she will see, ah, she's going to go, she has gist. I don't even have gist. I don't have, by my, by my nature, I'm not that person. I'm one of those people that, if I have one person to talk to, I'm fine. So, but I am compelled by something else. And it is not even something that I see in this world. It is a reality that I behold in eternity. Every day I open the scriptures, I see a picture of eternity. I see a picture of a life to come. I see a picture of the realm that requires more of me than even this world. And so I understand that this world is an opportunity given to me by God to grow myself, to empower myself, to school myself for something greater that is coming. I get it. I see it. I know it. I understand it. And so I maximize the opportunities of this life so that in eternal life, I can have a stand and I can have a place. But how can I be who God has called me to be if I am bound by fear? How can I be who God has called me to be if I am bound by the unrealistic expectations of men? How can I be who God has called me to be if I am consistently trying to quench fires and trying to quench uh, people mistaking my, 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 my actions for something else? How can I be if I'm going about apologizing? No, at some point you need to make a godly decision. At some point you need to make a holy decision. At some point, you need to take responsibility for the person you will be in eternity. You cannot just sit down and imagine that maybe when you get to heaven, God will, maybe. No. Faith empowers you to do works. Faith empowers you to do the will of the Father. Faith empowers you to do the works that will give you an inheritance. Have you not heard? Have you not read? That when that day comes, our work shall be tried. What will be tested when you get to heaven? If you have nothing to present, then what should be rewarded to you? What should be given to you? I believe strongly in my heart that the distance between the performance of God's will and uh, the people that you have most times, which is weak, lethargic, fearful, shameful, the distance between that thing and we being people who are effectively performing the will of God is a perspective of eternity. You see, Satan is the one 
that has put the fear of death in people and has made it like, ooh, ooh, oh my God, we, you know, and because there is the fear of death, people never want to think about what happens after it. And we never want to come into the reality of what lies behind the veil of death. But as long as you cannot have a right picture of eternity, you cannot fully evaluate the, 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 the purpose of humanity and this time on earth. It is a broken picture that makes us ineffective. It is a broken reality that makes us weak and ineffective on earth. You must have this picture in mind. You must understand that you wrestle not against flesh and blood. You must understand that the warfare over your life and for your life is not something that began now. It is a warfare that predates you. It is a warfare that began even before the beginning, even before the earth began. You must understand it. So when you begin to see who you are in the midst of all of this, then you can rise up in the morning. You can wake up in the morning. You can declare in the morning that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness of the earth. But God has given this same world to the sons of God. So you wake up in the morning and you say to yourself, I am standing right in the midst of the purposes of God. I am standing as the ambassador of heaven in my generation. I am the one that has been sent from the throne of God to resolve the brokenness, to resolve um, the lack of identity, to resolve the lack of authority in this time. I am the one that has been sent from heaven. I do not give up my position in God. I do not give up my consecration. I do not give up the work of holiness because I understand the weightiness that sits upon me. When you come into this reality, you begin to know that it is not the appointments that men give to you. It is not the appointments of this physical human kingdom structure. This structure of government, presidents, kings, and chiefs, and stuff like that. These are not the things that determine your, your authority. They do not determine your authority. You may come into them so that you can walk in this world, but the power by which you rule and live in them comes from God. You must be awakened to the knowledge of the fact that you have an eternal inheritance if you will be able to walk strongly in the purposes of God. This morning, I need you to tell the Lord, Father, change the game. Father, change the game. This game I have been playing, I don't want to play it anymore. I want to step up in purpose. I want to step up in the actualization of why I have been called. I want to step up in the assignments you have given to me. I want to step up in the things you have called me to do. I am tired of playing small. I am tired of waiting for what has already been given to me. I am tired of thinking that I am left at the mercy of the circumstances of this world. I am tired of playing below my calling and ordination. My God, this morning, I, am, I want things to change. Begin to pray. Begin to pray. Because I perceive in my spirit that as we talk about the month of May, I will say that it is a month of power. I perceive in my spirit that God wants to raise people in this month. That this is the season of raising. This is the season of elevation. That this is the season where the Lord God Almighty is maximizing himself. Ask the Lord. Let it begin to change. Let it begin to change. 
Change things, change my plane of evaluation, change the way I see, change, oh God, the way I engage in the name of the Lord Jesus. I feel like I'm talking to myself. Are we all here? Bashangra Gadose Thank 
I usually tell people that there is a point when everything changes. There is a point. I know when I hit those points. I know when I hit those days. I know when I arrived at the point that I said, you know what? The game is changing. I am no longer going to play small. I am no longer going to wait. I am no longer going to imagine that something will happen that will bring me into destiny. At this point, I resolve to be everything God has called me to be. When you reach this point, it is not about your sex, whether you are male or female. It is not about the amount of money you have in your bank account. It is no longer about the people that you know. When you reach this point, the energy that you, that you emanate or emanate or the energy that you bring into the world, it begins to come from within you. Things start to move quickly around you. And it is not because somebody put in a good word for you. It is because someone is being stirred up inside you. When you reach this point, you begin to realize that out of you proceeds the issues of your life, the affairs of your life, your gift, your, your, the power and the goodness and the favor and the things that is shown up in your life, it comes from inside you. It is the point of resolution. It is the point of resolution. Before we go this morning, like I said, we're going to end early today. Before we go this morning, I want to share a scripture real quickly. You know, the Bible was speaking about the day that Moses woke up. Something happened. There were different levels of awakening for Moses. The first level of awakening for Moses was the level where his mother was awakened to who he was. Because you see, sometimes the reason why people are stuck is because the people who should be responsible for seeing you and making the necessary sacrifices for helping you arrive at the person you are supposed to be, they never see you. They never understand who you are. They have evaluated you as though you are everybody else. They don't see your distinctness. They don't see your uniqueness. They don't see that there is something about your life. But you see, something happened. The Bible says when Moses' mother had him, that she looked at the baby and she knew that this one is a different child. She knew that this one is worth me risking my life to save him. It wasn't just a normal, I love my child as a mother. There were people who had babies in those days and they probably offered the children to Pharaoh and offered them to the army of Pharaoh to save their life. And say, yes, 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 I was pregnant. I've had the child, please come and carry the child. I cannot die for any child. But Moses' mother looked at him and said, ah, this one, there is something about him. There is something that he carries. It was the first level of awakening that birthed the deliverer that we see. Because of what she saw about him, she put him, made a, a, kept him for, for some months inside her house. And the way he was too big for her to hide, she created a special basket for him that she, he could sail away in and he could be kept and he could be preserved. And perhaps somebody will find him and save him. 
Upon the same river where other children were killed and cast, upon that same river, she created an act of preservation for Moses. Listen to me. If you will become the person you need, there are some strategic people in your life. There are some strategic people that will see you, that will know you, and God will give the eyes to understand what you carry. It is not given to everybody, and you cannot blame some people who don't have it. Because they don't have it, they don't have it. But the moment you find your Mordecaias, the moment you find the ones who carry vision and revelation and have the ability to articulate destiny as God has called you to, you must understand that that is not the time to be saying, eh, but I don't really like the way he speaks. I don't really like, there's no time for that. Because there is a war coming. And it is a war that only men that have been trained and men that have had experience at life, that men that know how to hide you and men that know how to lead you, there is a war coming and you need the knowledge of such people. This morning, I pray for you in the name of the Lord Jesus, mm -hmm. that everyone that your destiny needs, the ones that have to marry you, that have to see you beyond what is obvious. And I'm not talking about your obvious wealth. I'm not talking about your obvious influence because some people prophesy to you and see you because of what they see. But there is another kind of sight and it is the sight for the future. It is the sight for destiny. It is the sight for purpose and the manifestation of the glory of God. That is the sight, my God. Let the people that have in their hands the capacity to facilitate my destiny, let them see me today in the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Father, let them see me. Open their eyes. Open the airwaves. Open the mm -hmm. oh Let them see me for who I am. But about the ones that need awakening that you have allocated according to purpose that they should play a role on my path. Baba, open their eyes and cause them to see. In the name of Jesus, nobody that plays a role in my life that like the way Moses' mother did, none of them shall be blinded. I pray for them. I pray that if they are going through any struggle, Father, for my sake, heal them and restore them so that the thing that you have allocated for me in their hands, oh God, they will be able to deliver it to me in time and in season. Put courage, put boldness in their heart to break the traditions and the expectations of men and seasons so that they may be able to do for me what you have commanded them to do for me in the name of Jesus. My destiny helpers will not be lost. Pray for yourself that your destiny helpers will not be lost. That the message of God for your life will not be lost in transition. That people who come to spoil, who come to kill and destroy your good name will not do that in their midst so that they will not remove their hand from favoring you. Ask of the Lord that everyone he has given to see you and to help you, that they will see you and help you and perform his will for your life in the name of Jesus. And Father, I ask that to anyone who is planted by darkness to scatter what you are trying to do in my life, Father, blind their eyes towards me. May they not see me. May they not hear of me before my time. May they not be able to peep into my future. Every time they call my name, let your fire answer. Let them 
who yeah. repels them from me. Let yeah. me not even know what creates the distance between us. Anyone that is sent by hell to come and destroy, to come and kill my destiny, the seed of my destiny. Baba, they will not see me, they will not hear of me, they will not even smell me in the name of the Lord Jesus. Make that prayer for yourself. Make that prayer for yourself. Position yourself spiritually for the next was when the daughter of Pharaoh was awakened to the ground. Mute your mics, please. Mute your mic. The next level of awakening that happened. I wonder whenever Mute your microphones, please. The next level of awakening that happened. Teboho. Teboho, oh, I can hear your conversations. Mute your mic, please. I like there for people and things like that Jesus. he was just getting paid from church as a pastor for the longest time after covid can the host please kick Teboho out? Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. So the next level of awakening that happened in the life of Moses was the awakening of the daughter of Pharaoh. And this is such a strategic point for Moses' destiny. Because you see, the daughter of Pharaoh represented the seed of a system that wanted to consume Moses. God was hiding Moses in plain sight. God was hiding Moses right in the camp of his enemies. God was right hiding Moses right in the place of the ones that wanted to kill him. But how did God do it? God caused favor to come from the seed of the one who commanded the killing of Moses. Listen to me. God caused the seed. Moses' daughter, was um, Pharaoh's daughter, was someone that was dear to Pharaoh. So Pharaoh could not reject her desires. Pharaoh could not reject what she wanted. Pharaoh could not reject what she needed. And so the moment she brought Moses home, Pharaoh had to accept Moses as his own. Why? Because he came from his daughter. Hear me. There is a way that God can work powerfully. That even the ones that seek to frustrate you, even the system that seeks to kill you, even the nation that seeks to consume you, even Amen. the that hell has allocated to consume you, out of that same place, out of that same system, God will cause you to find 
favor. God will cause you to find favor so that you will be kept in a time of famine, so that you will be kept in a place where they have said, if you go there, you'll be killed and destroyed. Father, I pray for an awakening. I ask, oh God, that evil people in the enemy's camp, Father, that are meant to war against me, my God, let your grace, let your favor, let your ordination and your oil over my life cause them to change their minds towards me. Father, in the seasons of our vulnerability, God, in the seasons where we are like babies entering into a new terrain, not knowing what to do or how to navigate this new business or how to navigate this new place. And they have said that if anyone should come with a new idea, they have said if anyone should come in the name of the Lord, they have said if anyone should enter into that office and try to rise, that they will kill them, they will shut them down, they will make it impossible. Father, in that same place, raise for me a man in the camp of the enemies. Raise for me, oh God, someone who will take the responsibility and fight for me. My God, make my enemies confused to the point where they desire to do me good. Make it to the point, oh God, where they begin to say, we want to raise this one. We want to favor this one. Father, throw confusion into their strategies, that they are unable, oh God, to see, Baba, that you are raising me in the midst of them. My God, you are the great and terrible God. You are the one that is able to change the dynamics around the plans and the schemes of hell. My God, I ask this morning that you begin to change the dynamics and you begin to turn the table on the enemy because, my God, I am set for manifestation. My God, I am ready for whatever you are calling me to, Baba, the son of Saul was the one that gave and swore an oath to David. The David that Saul wanted to kill. Jonathan was giving himself to David and giving David signals of when to run from his own father. We see it consistently happening in scripture. Where God will raise the seed of one who wants to destroy you to become the one who favors you and prompts you of what is going on in the palace of the enemy. Such unusual favor. The Bible says, the other day I was explaining to you people, it says, if a man's ways pleases the Lord, then he will cause his enemies to be at peace with him. There is something about the way of a man pleasing God. How did Jesus please God? Jesus submitted himself to the purposes of God, to the point of even dying on a cross. And he says how God elevated him and put him at his right hand. What is the right hand? The right hand is the right hand of pleasure. It is the right hand that God puts people that please him. And when God put him at his right hand, he put his enemies under him as his footstool. That means the right hand, a man that pleases God, is a man that has attained a level where he has submitted himself to God, even to the point of dying past his own convenience. Hear me. The kind of favor that we are praying for this morning and the kind of awakening and I'm asking you to ask God for this morning. It does not just happen to anybody. If you notice, it is strategic people that God is pushing the lineage of heaven through. These are the people that God gives such favor to. Why? Because they are in full submission to the will of God. So as we begin to say, Sister Uduak, mute your mic, please. So as we begin to say, ask the Lord for favor. 
This is what we are saying you should ask God for. That God, give me the grace to submit to your purposes. Because that is the man that God elevates, elevates to the point of sitting at his right hand. The reason why you don't have power is because you have not yet died. The reason why you don't have power is because you have not yet submitted fully. The reason why you are not changing things and your enemies are still fighting night and day and you cannot even find favor anywhere is because you have not yet risen to the point of dying completely to who you thought you should be to the point of saying, God, I am ready to sit at this table called destiny. Tell the Lord this morning, I am ready to sit at this table. Whatever is required of me, however is required of me, the sacrifices I need to make, I am prepared to make them. Lord God Almighty, help me. Lord God Almighty, help me. I take a seat this morning at the table of sons. I take a seat this morning at the table of sons. I take my seat this morning at the table of sons in the name of Jesus. The next awakening that happened to Moses was when Moses stood at his balcony one day and he saw the children of Israel being persecuted and he said, I cannot take this anymore. Hear me. Something happened to Moses that day. The reason why you are still sitting and enjoying the palace food and still thinking you are the MD of that bank so that you can have money and send your children to school in America. The reason why you are still sitting there and thinking, oh, I have this popularity because, you know, God, you know, it's just a special favor that I have. God just loves me. Jesus, you love me too much. Oh. The reason why you are thinking that the reason for your elevation and the reason for your promotion and the reason for your gifting is for your survival is because you have not said that way. I pray that God will open your eyes the day the way he opened the eyes of Moses. I pray that God will burn every deceitful thing that Satan has placed over you to make you reduce your destiny to survival. I pray God will burn it in Jesus' name. I pray God will give you the ability to accommodate the will of God for the whole earth so that when you stand, you will see yourself as the one that God has raised in this generation as a compass to bring direction to his sons in the name of Jesus. Moses stood there that day and he said, no more. You need to be awakened. You need to be awakened. Moses also had a fourth level of awakening which was the awakening that he had when he was standing before the burning bush. It was an awakening of an encounter. There comes a time when you need a divine encounter to completely change the way you do things. I pray that the spirit of God will bring to you encounters. I pray that the spirit of God will bring to you revelation. I pray that God will show you categorically that you are living in a supernatural world. I pray that God will burn burn, burn, burn every veil of carnality, consume it and take away from you the confidence and comfort of this carnal world so that something will happen to you. Every waking moment of your life, let the current of God's spirit flow through your body. Every waking moment of your life, you will be jolted by the reality of the spiritual realm. Every waking moment of your life, you will see beyond what is seen. You will hear beyond what is heard. When you sit at the table to dine with men, you will not just see the men, but you will see their gods. When you sit at a table to have conversations, your destiny will not be traded because you did not know it was a 
spiritual transaction, not a physical deal you were getting. God reborn, that shaft of carnality that makes you think that the rod of Moses is about sheep, that makes you think that the rod of Moses is about raising a sheep for your father-in-law. I pray that God will change your perspective and you'll begin to realize the purpose of the rod that God has put in your hand. In the name of Jesus, may you be awakened. May you be awakened. May you be awakened in the name of Jesus. The fifth level of awakening that happened was when Moses was standing in front of the Red Sea. And Moses was crying out to God. After performing all those 12 plagues, Moses reached a point where he said, God, this one is not on our curriculum. God, you did not put this one on the program, on the agenda of this meeting. God, you did not tell me how to navigate this water. This one, I have read the Bible back and front, front and back, and I cannot find an exact scenario that describes this one. There are people going through that right now. You have carried division for so long, and you have reached a point where you are saying, God, I did not see this one coming. It happened to some pastors during COVID. It happened to some businesses during COVID. They had navigated that terrain for 30 years, 40 years. And then when COVID hit, they were like, God, this one is not anywhere in the visions you gave me. But the spirit of God said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Stretch out your rod. Embedded within the experiences you have had of me in the past and the miracles you have encountered and I have walked through your hand, embedded within it is the grace to do the miraculous for today. I pray for you in the name of the Lord Jesus that you will be awakened to the rod in your hand. You will be awakened to the rod of the Holy Ghost. You will be awakened to the rod of the exousia the dunamis, the iskus, and the kratos of God within you. You will be awakened to the rod of all that God has done in your life since you were a child. May you not have a weak memory of the power of God, but the memory of the righteous man is blessed. You will remember the goodness of God, the mighty working power of Jehovah, how he lifted you from becoming, from being a no name and you planted you among the nations and gave you a name that is celebrated for generations. You will remember the power that has formed the rod in your hand. And this day, as you stand before the Red Sea, you will part it by the power of the Holy Ghost. Reko sanda balahisha kapa. Deva dokopa. Shengregedila kasekatala batula basatalaba. Hebrews 11. Hebrews 11, and I read and we close. Verse 23, by faith. Moses' parent hid him for three months after his birth because they saw that he was a beautiful child and they were unafraid of the king's edict. Everyone that God birthed the destiny of Moses, it says that they were not afraid. By faith, Moses, when he grew, when he was grown, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. 
By faith, he changed his name. By faith, he changed his posture. By faith, he decided that he will receive a new name. Everybody that God has called to be an apostle, everybody that God has called to be a prophet, everybody that God has called to have a name in the kingdom, I say to you by the power of the Holy Ghost that this day you will no longer be afraid to wear the garment of your identity in the name of Jesus. He said he chose it. By faith, you will begin to reevaluate what is valuable and what is not valuable. You will no longer choose people because of wealth and influence. You will no longer choose places because of what it brings to you. But I pray that God will put the faith in you that helps you to evaluate things in the name of Jesus. By faith, Moses left Egypt. He departed from a place. He made a transition. He relocated. Why? Not fearing the king's anger. He, pre he was preserved because he saw him who is invisible. It is who you see that determines the moves you make. What do you see? It goes back to how we began. You are God from beginning to the end. There's no place for arguments. You are God all by yourself. I pray that the knowledge of God will settle upon you this morning and you will walk in the power of your king in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I know we all are going to church. I am going to church. So they are downstairs to pick me up. And so I am leaving now. God bless you. Keep me in your prayers as I hand over to Pastor Stephanie. Have a blessed day and I'll see you again tomorrow. Bye. Bye. Thank you, PI. Right. Thank you, PI. Thank you, PI. God bless you. Thank you, PI. Bye.